What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Exceeding While Black. Happy Women Empowerment or Women's Month. What is it? Women's Empowerment? Women's Month? You don't know which one it is? Women's Month. Yeah, but what's tomorrow exactly? Uh, well, y'all know, I don't really get into these holidays for real. Like, for me, it's going to be a women's month, a women's day, every motherfucking day, because who do they think we are? <laughs> we built this motherfucking country, the fuck? But now, let me stop. Um, but in all seriousness, um, yeah, happy International Women's Day, y'all. Um, and... <laughs> And I'm glad that you guys are here. Um, as y'all know, I have not been consistent with these podcasts lately, mainly because I just had a lot of stuff going on, which I spoke about in my last episode. So if you have not listened to my last episode, then baby, that's on you because I'm not about to repeat it. Um, but now I'm getting back into the groove of things and I started a new job with this magazine and I'm excited about it, making new connections, new networking skills, all that. Um, but today I'm going to kick off, I'm going to kick off this month. I'm going to kick off this month right by having my dear friend Sahar here with me. We're talking about all kinds of things, man. Boundary spiritual spiritual things you know her new mac her magazine i can't say is new but her magazine y'all we just out here connecting and making shit rock because we're black women and that's what we do okay just not not damn i can't even talk just not because it's women's month Y'all, y'all know how I get when I get excited about an episode. And I know I say this all the time that, oh, this episode is great. This episode is this. Because it is. Like, it is. Every time I have somebody up here, whether I'm talking, whether it's a solo episode, or whether it's somebody here with me having an intense conversation, an intellectual conversation, it's going to be good. All right? Every single time, because I only surround myself with important people. Duh. But y'all, we're going to jump right into it. And I hope y'all enjoy it. And I hope y'all learn something from it. You know? Hi, Sahar. Okay, hello? Yes, I'm still here. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, um, how has your week been? Let's start there. (laughs) It's been good. It's been kind of bittersweet. I've been trying to find a balance between, you know, asserting myself through my goals but also giving myself time to, like, recharge and reflect and not feel like I need to be in constant motion. Mm. Um, I think we were just talking about that, too. Just, you know, not overdoing it. Just finding my healthy medium. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, I feel like I definitely just ran my battery out (laughs) um it's so funny because I've never I've never been in this space before well I should say I shouldn't say never um but it's been a very long time since I've been super drained and just exhausted in a sense and um today I after I had an interview this morning and girl literally after my interview I was like, oh, my gosh, I am drained. 
Like, even when I woke up this morning, I just was not feeling it. And I've been trying to find the balance between still being social, you know what I'm saying, like still being with my friends and, you know, checking in on them, but also getting my shit done, you know, the things that I need completed. So it's hard. It's been a hard balance for sure because I just, I feel like I've just been adding more and more to my schedule, like, Oh, no, child. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find I feel you. <laughs> I need to and find that, and that'd be the ambition for real. Because it's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to do this, and I got all these fire ideas. But then it's like, is it sustainable to try to do the job of 50 people? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, seriously. Seriously, and sometimes I even tell myself, like, I could use an assistant for real. Um, Like, everything that I I need to be done, like, when it comes to, like, scheduling interviews or writing up, you know, some of these um, outlines and stuff just for my articles. Like, I could honestly use an assistant because I'm doing literally everything, every single thing, and I've been doing it for quite some time now. So I think it's just catching up with me now, and I'm like, yeah, I just need a day. Um, like, tomorrow I was supposed to be going to this small business conference, which is for, you know, entrepreneurs and just to help them, you know, understand what it means to be sponsored. And um, they have, like, different little, uh, what you want to call it, um, the speakers. They have different speakers that are going to be um, just talking about, you know, what they do and so forth and so on. But I'm like, yeah, they're going to have to miss it. <laughs> People have to miss me, like, and even though I know, I was, right. it was something that I really, really wanted to do, though. But tomorrow is the only free day, quote unquote, that I have. So I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm gonna take that time to just rest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take that time to just rest because, Lord Jesus, I need it. But <laughs> move <laughs> the balance and stuff. So how did you? Or what inspired you to start Nubian Magazine? Well, at least before you before you tell us that, what is Nubian Magazine? Like, how did you come up with the name? Like, give us the story behind your process. So Nubian Impulse Magazine was birthed out of a need for representation. Like, it really came from noticing that we don't have enough Black-owned media in general across the board, but, like, even more specifically up north and in, like, quote-unquote blue-collar cities. Um, Mm -hmm. There was a lot of people, like myself and other artists, that, like, getting placements and telling your story and also just having a source of something that, like, you can flip through and be inspired with people who look like you was really the – it was really the – spark of all of it and then it kind of evolved from being just about music to more so art culture you know fashion different things like that how we express ourselves and then it kind of became more of a celebration of -hmm. blackness and who we are and why we're great and and why we inspire everybody on the continent to do what we do so you know naming the impulse magazine became sort of a platform for people who are like me that are out there looking for 
something to affirm who they are and where they're going. Mm. And, you know, we need that on our journey, especially as creatives. Like, we need to check in and see, like, yo, somebody else is going through the same thing as me or someone who is successful who looks like me went through those stages that that make me feel like maybe I shouldn't quit because, you know, maybe I'm not fucking up or, excuse my language, I don't know. (laughs) No, you're fine. (laughs) Maybe I'm not, like, Making that ask to myself, maybe this is the process because I read such and such story and, you know, they got their really big break pushing through that dark moment. And so that kind of was what it was. I want to make sure that I'm inspiring people to keep going and to understand that also everyone's story is relevant. You don't have to have 360K followers Mm -hmm. to have a story that can impact people. Exactly. Just being who you are and walking in your purpose is necessary. Exactly. And mentioning purpose, um, what is your purpose? Like, or what do you believe your purpose is? Personally? Yes. I feel like I'm, I feel like a big part of my purpose is to light other people's flames. Mm-hmm. I feel like a big part of my purpose is to remind people of how powerful they are, like, almost to be a mirror, like, because sometimes we don't see ourselves. We don't see how fire we really are. Like, yeah. we're like, oh, I'm going to do this, but I don't have this. And I'm looking at you, and I'm like, um, you don't see X, Y, and Z? Because this is, I got a checklist, and I got receipts. Like, I feel like a big part of my purpose is to help people remember that they're dope and that it's okay to take it one step at a time. Right. You're going to get there. If you're running the race, you're going to get there. You're not going to get there stopping and critiquing yourself, but you will get there taking it one step at a time and being okay with every step not being perfect. But, like, wouldn't that be draining, though? Like, over time, you know, um, with you constantly pouring into someone else, right, Mm -hmm. Um, who is going to be pouring into you? You know what I'm saying? Like, or who do you turn to to tell you that you're dope, you know, to tell you to keep pushing, to, to keep going? Like, no, that's it's, real. That's real. I feel like, honestly, my biggest cheerleaders in my life is my mom, mm-hmm. <laughs> my best friend. My, yo, my kids tell me all the time. I mean, I know they're biased. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like, you're the best mom in the world. I'd be like, period. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like that's definitely a real question. I think, too, the season that I'm in right now and just kind of forcing me to find that balance to slow down is also forcing me to be, to show up and be my own cheerleader a little bit more, too. Yeah, for sure. To be like, Yo, you know, everybody, if you can see everybody else's light, let's, you know, let's make sure we're still recognizing ours, too. Right, exactly. I know um, me and my friend, we were talking, and I was basically telling her, like, we really need to know who we are internally, like the ins and outs, like every nick and cranny, because at the end of the day, what our outside is, is a reflection of how we are feeling on the inside. You know, if our outside is chaotic, you know, and it's all over the place, that's because there's something in us that is chaotic and all over the place. You know what I'm saying? So I think that it's dope that you want to be that for others, Uh you know. Um, There is a point in time where I was that for everyone all the time, Uh you know, and then I started realizing that 
it's definitely okay to say, yeah, you're dope, but I'm focusing on me right now. But just know you dope, you know what I'm saying? Oh, for real. But I'm focusing on this part. Putting putting a boundary on what that means. Because I think there's a way that you can emit your purpose without creating an energy drain. Like, I think it's a delicate balance for sure. But I think there's a way where you can gracefully say, yo, I'm going to walk in my truth and inspire you by being my raw self. And I'm a cheer for you and everything. But also, you know, you have to continue to show up and do your work for yourself. I can't do it for you. I can remind you, yo, you're you're chosen. If you have this vision, that means the creator planted in, inside of you for a reason. And you need to do that. But I think the boundary comes with, you know, being a cheerleader, but also making it very clear that you are not, a volunteer. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. So when it comes, I know you mentioned, you know, your kids and how, you know, they're your big supporters as well. But how do you find the balance between, you know, being a mom and being a businesswoman? I, I really feel like that's, that's still a work in progress. I feel like any mommypreneur knows it's a, it's a flexibility mm-hmm. thing. It's like, you have to be flexible. You have to be okay with making plans and them getting derailed a little bit and you just breathing through it because there might be a day where, you know, you need to get a lot of work done and you need to get some things done on a computer and, you know, your child might need some reassurance or, you know, we might need a cuddle session real quick. Okay, I got to close my laptop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you need me to hold you right now and reassure you that you're loved because you're going you're going through a lot of feelings, you're changing, your body's changing, you're growing, you know, you're going to a different grade or you might have had an experience in school that has you questioning your identity about, you know, life and friends and stuff like that. So I think it's the balance comes in and just taking it every day at a time, every moment at a time. Right. And, and being cool with it, you know, but also again the boundaries. Like, A, I'm communicating that in this chunk of time, mommy really needs you to be to be my champion and hold it down so I can get this done. And, you know, communication, I think communication is always the number one thing. Right. And you mentioned boundaries, but, and there really isn't a but, but, <laughs> but, but, I'm, girl, I'm tired. I'm just talking to you right now. I'm tired. But, um. How do you? How does a person even find their boundaries? You know, because that that's I feel like that's a word that is floating around, and mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to call it you know a trend per se, but mm-hmm. it's something that everybody's talking about. Oh, you got to find your boundaries. You got to find your non-negotiables. You got to find mm-hmm. you know what's right for you, and so forth and so on. And that's all cool and dandy, my guy. Like that mm-hmm. is beautiful. But at the end of the day. What if, because the, the word in, for some people is brand new, you know, right. so what does it mean to find your boundaries and how do you find them? So for me, it's a, it's a feeling. I, I've learned to trust how my body feels more mm-hmm. and to not override that natural innate intuition with logic. Like, Sometimes it's okay to just be like, yo, no, that doesn't feel right. I'm not about right. to try to gaslight myself out of 
what I just felt. So, like, even with, for me, a big measurement is how I feel after I interact with people. How did that conversation, did I feel, do I feel fed? Right. Do, do I feel drained? Do I feel stressed? Like, how do I feel? And then set those boundaries based off of what I know that my, almost like the cup example. Feeling, mm-hmm. is, is my cup full when I'm done or is it half? Is it empty? How do I feel? Do I feel depleted? And then setting the boundary based on how I want to feel by default. You're going to have ups and downs. But in general, I want to make sure that I feel full and sustained. If I'm consistently feeling depleted in a certain environment or with a certain interaction, the boundary becomes how often I interact with that energy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and listening to my gut, but also making sure that I'm in a healthy space where I can't have any too. I'm in a space where I can make sure I can trust my gut. Like, am I taking care of my body? Am I doing the right things that I need for my own mental health that I can even have that real-life conversation with myself? Can I be real with myself? Right, right. (laughs) So, you know, am I being real with myself? Okay, I know that choice I made was fun, but did it really – was it given what it was supposed to, or do I feel some type of way after I'm really sitting in it? Exactly. yeah, so I definitely agree. I think boundaries is definitely thrown around. I think a lot of people throw the word around just to feel like they're flexing on people, quote, unquote, not having access to them. But I think the true meaning of a boundary is setting a base level of how the expectation of how you expect your environment to be for you to thrive. Like, mm-hmm. this is my expectation for my aura. If you're interrupting that, you cannot come up in here. <laughs> like, you oh, can't come cool. up in my space. Like, <laughs> Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You gonna keep yeah. interrupting my org still, baby. <laughs> Girl. And and you know what? I'm gonna be a little I'm gonna be a little transparent. You feel me? Like I just yeah, I can say just I just kind of got into that phase in my life to where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you're people are no longer gonna cross that line with me. You know, um, it took a while for me to understand. And I was the one of those people when I was talking about boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. It took a while for me to understand what my boundaries were, mm-hmm. you know, because with it, you know, being so known now, and it's like, oh, you should know your boundaries. You should know your non-negotiables. When somebody asks me that, seriously, I will not kid, I will not lie to you. Mm-hmm. I was like, my what? <laughs> Literally, like, my what? Like, what, like, what are you talking about? You know? And it took me a while. Like, and I really had to sit with myself. And it's mm-hmm. like, damn, what? what is it that I don't like? Or what is it that, you know, is a non-negotiable for me? Or, you know, and, and once I figured it out, that's when, I guess, people started saying, oh, you're changing. Oh, you're different. And I'm like, oh, no, I realized what boundaries were. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, the exchange is changing. You're no longer yeah. continuously pulling from me. Now I have to say no. Mm-hmm. If, I'm, if, if you want me to come 50, you have to come to other 50. Exactly, exactly. So it's it's beautiful that we have kind of put in that into our into our lives now, you know. And although some people, I feel like, overuse it, and overuse the term and everything else that comes with it. At the end of the day, I am 
very, very happy that I hear people and they actually really know what they're talking about when it comes to boundaries, when it comes to their non-negotiables and, you know, the people that they allow in their space, in their circle, because I am very picky. Like, I am very picky. Anybody would tell you that I used to be a, a social butterfly, like, up in mm-hmm. everybody's face, you know, and I'm talking to you, 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 and you, you know, <laughs> and now I've been, I've, I've become very, like, to myself. You know, it it takes a lot for me to just open up and, like, start a conversation because even then it's like I'm still scanning you up and down. Like, do I even want to have a conversation? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, it's real different. But I think that now people are starting to realize that, oh, yeah, you can't play, you can't play with jazz. No, you can't. You know what I'm saying? And you shouldn't want to. You know, you should want to – to pour into me just as much as I'm going to pour into you, you know. So, how people be out here different lately? People be different, but how I absolutely been? agree. I think how some that? of that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was just going to say I think some of that too. The the unlearning comes with being okay at the fact that you had that phase because the realization is you don't know what your boundaries are until you experience things that make you uncomfortable. Exactly. So, like, if everything is comfortable and, and good and cushiony all the time, of course I don't know what my boundaries are. Right. Or if I've been in an environment where I've been taught that certain things are normalized, of course I don't know what my boundaries are because now I have to uncondition things that have been culturally put on me. Mm-hmm. Like, relationships, like, how normalized toxicity is in our generational <laughs> relationships. Y'all right. think it's normal to be cussing people out and swinging mm-hmm. and being loud and putting your fingers, the way that you disturb peace like that, that's yeah. not normal. So we have to unpack that first before you can mm-hmm. understand how to set a boundary healthily in a relationship. You need to realize that's not healthy at all to begin with. Exactly. A talk to them. Let these people know. <laughs> like, because honestly, it, it has been a thing. Like, oh, I love um, toxic men and toxic women. Like, oh, I love the crazy ones that be slashing tires. Like, Mm-mm. what? No, you like the ups and downs because it gives you a fix that you feel like. You, it's almost like an addiction. Mm-hmm. And you look for the high of that trauma. It's a traumatic addiction. And then when you come down and then when you have a normal relationship, everything feels boring because, for once you're actually healthy and you're calm and your nervous system is not constantly being stimulated. Mm. It's like, well, this is boring. No, this is not boring. This is comfort. You are actually coming off of an addiction. (laughs) So, yeah, I completely agree. I feel like all those things are connected. Learning our boundaries, learning what's healthy, learning what's healthy for us, and recognizing some things that need to be left behind that we might be carrying from other generations. Yes, 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 yes. Like me and my friends um, earlier, we were having a whole conversation because I kid you not, like my friends and I, we will sit down. Only supposed to be having lunch, you know, and then getting up, but we will sit at that table for hours just talking, you know. And today was one of those days where we were just talking about the things that we need to unlearn. You know, mm-hmm. not just with us, but as a community. And the fact that w- the one thing that we kind of spoke on was love. You mm-hmm. know, how people say, 
that, oh, if you love somebody, you don't want to let them go, mm-hmm. you know. And it was mentioned about Tia and I want to say his name is Corey. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So how Tia and Corey basically are in it, are having a divorce right now, you know. Mm-hmm. But Tia, the way Tia worded it was, we've graduated from each other. Right. You know? like we put divorce as if something being bad or, you know, a negative thing that has happened. But in the end, it's no, I've given everything I can with him, mm-hmm. and I've learned enough with him, just, you know, and vice versa, to where it's now, oh, I've graduated. We've graduated from each other. Mm-hmm. You know, now we have to go our separate ways. And that's not to say that it's not going to hurt, you mm-hmm. know, because, of course, when you love somebody and when you've been with them for a decade, as, you know, as long as he and Corey have been with each other, it's just kind of like, damn, I don't want it to end. You know, I don't want to let you go, but at the end of the day, if you're not letting that person go and thrive to become a better version of themselves, to grow in the more areas where they're not, they're unable to grow with you, that is toxic. Exactly. You know, that is toxic behavior. So exactly. at the end of the day, we have to, we have to unlearn what love is, you know, and. Because love should be freeing, right? Yeah. Love should allow us to expand ourselves in a way where I'm not worried about leaving you. It's right. How am I? How are we experiencing each other? How is life improving with your presence? How are you stimulating the light within me? Like I really feel like love will wake you up. Love yes. is not gonna make you feel like you're falling. I feel like if I feel like I'm falling or dropping into myself, or that whole like how they always say when you get butterflies, run. Like if I feel that feeling, that to me is falling into that trauma bond versus love feeling like somebody that wakes you up. It's like a it's like a connection. It's like a long lost someone who feels like a soul friend. You know what I mean? Like yes, someone yes. who wants to see you thrive, who is not trying to control you but really wants to see you become the best version of yourself. That to me is love. And it and when you experience that, you're not worried about how long it's gonna last because the connection itself is the power. It's like, you know, however, if you're supposed to be here for months or you're supposed to be here for years or forever, none of that matters. The, what matters is the impact that we have on each other's spirits. Yes. And I know we're supposed to be talking about, you know, your magazine and stuff, but, girl, we about to go through all <laughs> I already know what's going to happen. I'm like, we're going to be talking about everything. <laughs> <laughs> we're about, we about to, you know, take a break real quick. So, <laughs> like, um, when, when it comes to, you know, the love, right, so – from what you said, you know, love is supposed to be free, you know, love is not mm-hmm. supposed to feel like, you know, it the butterflies and stuff. It's so funny because I always say like my statement will be, Oh, I got butterflies in my stomach, you know what I'm saying? This is supposed to be the one, you know? And I ain't felt that in a minute. But when I did that 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 used to be what it was, but from what you just said, it's like, damn, every single time I did feel that it was some shit that came with it, mm-hmm. you know. I'm telling so, you, butterflies is your your intuitive self warning. It's your gut telling you, yeah, you're finna feel something. <laughs> you're finna go on a roller coaster <laughs> it ain't of emotions for sure. <laughs> if you're trying to fall in something, you gonna fall your ass off your purpose. Exactly. But, you know, like yeah. I feel like butterflies is always my spirit saying, I'm not sure about this. I feel yeah. like it's gonna be exciting. And dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, if you want to have fun and you don't really care and you want to, you know, lose some weight, 
Go for it, sis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Dang. You know, I'm doing an improved diet plan. Date this nigga for five months to be good. <laughs> but you got to have your own little diet now, plan. <laughs> even what you just said about, was it Tia or Tamara? Yeah, Tia, Tia and Corey. Yeah, there was little things that I noticed, like, because, you know, I, I fell off a little bit this month, this past month. But I talked, I've been talking to my therapist a lot, and there's certain things that she's been helping me recognize, like little cues in our body. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people were talking about this on social media, just watching her mannerisms and how they interacted with each other and going back to us trusting our gut and paying attention to those boundaries, like paying attention to when something brings you discomfort and not gaslighting yourself out of it. There was a lot of different interviews where you can tell she was making herself small. And I don't, I don't know them personally, so I don't want to speak too much. You know, right, whatever right, meets you right, in person, sis, I love you. <laughs> of course. You know, no shade to either one of y'all. I feel like, like y'all say, you graduated from yourself and whatever was supposed to be learned or healed. You know, there could have been things that y'all needed to unpack. They said you meet three loves. The love, mm-hmm. the painful love, the love that helps you heal, and the love of your life. That could have been the the love that helped them heal from whatever they needed to, you know. Yeah, But there was interviews where she would be trying to express and assert herself, and you could see it in his face that it would bother her. And it it was little things like that that's like, I think um, Jennifer Hewitt, the actor, she had an interview when she was like, she knew this man wasn't the one when he shot down her being passionate about her, her love for nature and trees. Wow. And it'd be little stuff. And it's like... Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not a big deal. It is a big deal. If you love me, everything that inspires me and lights me up, you should be pouring life into that. Exactly. You should be like, yes, I love that you're happy. Look at your face. I love it. I feel good experiencing you feeling good. Mm -hmm. Not, oh, that's corny. Right, exactly. Like a bland, like, oh, what do you mean that's what's up? Like, you think things (laughs) that light my fire is basic? How do you see me? Like, you know, at that point, what am I here for? Because are we really experiencing each other in love or am I feeding your ego? Am I am mm-hmm. I filling the place? Am I a placeholder so you don't feel like you're alone so you have to deal with your shit? Exactly. And I feel like most people, um, especially today, we forget how to experience people. Like people think that, oh, once I, once I meet you or once I've met you, oh, we're supposed to be together, you know, Right. Why can't it just be platonic or why can't it be something that I could give you? Mm-hmm. You know, how come you can't get to know me in a, in a moment and say, oh, wait, I'm doing the same, the same exact thing. Right. You know, let's see or how we, learn we can from connect. Each other. Right. Exactly. Or, or if it is romantic, why do you feel like you have to own me? Right. Right. I'm not a possession. Exactly. Because I was my own person before we met. Right. I was exactly. my own person when you, quote, unquote, fell in love with me. So mm-hmm. now that we're together, why do you feel as though you have to dictate who I become and who I am? That, to me, is not healthy. Like, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this and you're in a situation where you feel like the person that you're with is trying to literally control who you are, that's not that's not love. At all. The person who loves you is going to love you just off of you being who you are, period. Mm-hmm. You're, they're going to be like, yo, you're so fire as a being. I don't give a fuck if you want to row boats for the rest of your life. That's fire. I'm showing up on the side of the lake with my little jersey on. Like, 
because <laughs> you as a spirit mm-hmm. is so beautiful. I don't want to try to, I don't want to try to damage that by nitpicking at things that I'm really insecure about myself, right? Because right. if I'm coming at you and telling me what I feel like you need to change, and it's not off some, it's not off of me giving you advice. It's off of me controlling you. Then that's my insecurity. Right, but do you do you think or do you believe? Because you know, right now I'm doing a segment for therapy in the black community, right? And I know you mentioned yourself being in therapy, but do you think that therapy for both for men and women would really help with them? Because when it comes to people controlling, it's because mm-hmm. they have an underlining issue. You know, mm-hmm. there's something that has happened in their childhood or, mm-hmm. you know, something that they've seen or it's something that makes them want to control and makes them want to say, no, 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 I'm right and you're going to do what I say type of thing. Do you think that once those people, you know, get therapy or, you know, heal those parts that our, our lifestyles today would change and be a little bit healthier than they are? Currently. I 100% agree, but it's a, I feel like it's, it's multiple steps with that. Mm-hmm. You can't just show up to therapy and think that showing up to therapy is going to fix your problem. Right. You have to show up to therapy intentional mm-hmm. with the intention to work through your stuff and say, yo, I'm here to figure out why I do what I do, what makes me tick, and why it bothers me that she chews her sandwich like that. Like, why do I even care that she choose her sandwich like that? Right, right. Oh, okay, I'm unpacking it. It's because when I was a kid, my mom used to stand over me and make me feel bad because I chewed my sandwich like that. Mm -hmm. Or why does it bother me that she doesn't do this a certain way? Okay, when I was younger, I had no control in my household. So now I'm an adult and I get to say. Like, and I think if people, I 100% feel like people should do it. Because mm-hmm. you, even if you haven't experienced any trauma, therapy teaches you how to interact and communicate with people in a way that's gentle where you could be received. A lot of times people don't even know the type of communicators you are. You, could be a, you can be a violent communicator, mm-hmm. and you can be doing it out of the best intention of your heart. Yo, you don't smell that? And it'd be like, yo, first of all, now everything you say after this, I'm shutting down because you're trying to say I think, nigga. Yeah, right. Or you can come in and say, oh, wow, um, babe, can you help me figure out where that's coming from? Because I feel like there's something in the environment. Sure, let's do this together. It's as simple as that. I think therapy is absolutely one of the main things that we need to do more in our community because we don't know how to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. So how if we don't know how to talk to each other, how are we going to know how to love each other? Mm-hmm. Cause you're not listening, Ooh. right? Yeah, you're yeah. not listening to me. So how do you know how to love me in the language that I need? And how can I show up for you the way that you need? If we're constantly pointing fingers at each other, well, women this, well, men that. Oh, right. We're never going to see eye to eye. We need to sit down and talk to a third party who can help us see ourselves, hold the mirror up to ourselves, and say, Hey, this is what this is what you look like right now. I'm not coming at you, but this is what your partner sees. And then they're like, oh, hold up, let me slow down because maybe I am a violent communicator. I didn't mean to say that your big toe was ugly. (laughs) I was just really mad because I had a hard day at work. And then me, you stubbing your foot off of me just pissed me off. So 
You know what I mean? It's just I think we just need to learn how to communicate and give each other a little bit more grace. Yes, for sure. I definitely agree. A hundred percent agree. I think that um a lot of people well, let's let's put it like this. Give people grace but give people that you that you know need the grace. You know, right. just don't be out here just handing out grace. Right, then, no, for real. That's how that's how people gonna sit here and walk all over you, you know. But in order to even understand the people that need the grace, mm-hmm. you definitely have to understand yourself and kind of under, be able to understand other people in a sense, you know. But you're not gonna be able to do that if you're not doing your work internally. Exactly. You know? um, it really all starts with yourself. And I know a lot of people are like, "How am I going to understand another person?" Um, just by understanding myself, because once you understand yourself, you understand all humans, mm-hmm. you know, not to say that we've all gone through the same exact thing, because obviously we have not, you know, but in a certain thing, we all have trauma. We all have something that we're dealing with. You know, right. we're all going through the circle of life. So once you realize how to maneuver, you know, and how to communicate with yourself, because if you're talking bad about yourself, if you're telling yourself, oh, I can't do it, mm-hmm. oh, um, I'm a bad person, or, you know, you're giving yourself all these different insecurities, mm-hmm. you're eventually going to project that to another person, exactly. you know. You're eventually going to be like, oh, no, girl, you can't do that. That's too much. Like, who are you to tell me what I can list? Mm-hmm. You know, you are, you are not Right, me. don't speak that over my spirit. Exactly. You and also, happy. just back to what you were saying about, like, learning yourself, mm-hmm. I think when you know yourself better, you make better choices and you don't end up in yeah. environments that trigger you. For sure. So, like, of course, learning yourself is going to allow you to have better connections and relationships with other people because you know what makes you tick. You know mm-hmm. what environments you need to avoid. And in turn, you avoid the types of energy that gathers in those environments. So you start having less interactions with people who you know are not good for your spirit. Because right. I'm not going to go to Joe's bar. Because I know every time mm-hmm. I go to Joe's bar, somebody gets hit over the head with something. And I can't be in that type of environment. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. So you're going to start saying, well, okay, well, what do I need as a person, as someone who's trying to be intentional and heal? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I know I, I would I would like to pursue this thing, or I would like to learn this thing. So maybe I should spend more time at the library. Maybe I could spend more time at poetry night. And then you're going to naturally gravitate, because that's how energy works, right? When you start right. being intentional mm-hmm. about what you want for your life, then you start gathering with other people and other spirits who have that same goal. Exactly. And then you look up and you see everybody around you is encouraging you and inspiring you and different things like that. So I absolutely 100% agree. When you start with yourself, it spreads out because everything ties in with your, I think I just tweeted something like that about your subconscious. Like when you start reprogramming yourself, you move different and then you end up with a completely different life based off of your own internal beliefs. Exactly. Um, And it's funny you even speak on that because I'm, I'm in that phase of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's so, I'm so excited about it. And I'm also so like, oh my gosh, like I'm nervous. You <laughs> say, what's going to happen next? <laughs> type of thing because I went from kind of feeling drained from everyone that, well, not to say everyone, but some of the people that were around me, you mm-hmm. know. And then I started cleaning up, 
you know, I started cleaning up the people that were around me and was like, okay, you got to go. You can stay. You got to go. You know what I'm saying? And it got to the point where it's just like, all right, well, this is it. You know, these are the people that are here. Right. And once I did that and once I really, like, just focused on myself in a in a sense of, all right, how are you feeling today? You know, mm-hmm. when I wake up, are you good? Is there something missing? What do you need to do? Like, once I started talking to myself constantly, like, consistently, mm-hmm. that's when a whole bunch of shit just started turning around. People out of nowhere just started coming to me and on, on, on some positive shit. And I'm like, wow, hold on. So this is the energy that I'm putting out here now? This yeah. is wonderful. <laughs> Right, because we're electromagnetic beings. I think, and I hate to be a person that always makes everything spiritual, but that's just what I do. That's who I am, too. (laughs) I just feel like everything is a vibration. So Mm -hmm. when you, whatever you're, I don't want to say whatever you're experiencing, but you have the power to reprogram your reality based on what you say and what you think. Mm -hmm, And when you start setting that out, I feel like your energetic field shifts. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, she wants better now, so let's vibrate that out. I feel like it's the same thing. If you if you're wanting people to collect crystals, or you're into like staging your environment, if you believe that those things are a reality, then you can understand that your body works the same way. Mm-hmm. And so if you're like, okay, I want to start being intentional. I want to put forth myself, and I want to walk in my destiny, and I want to. And you're saying these things, or even if you're just thinking it, because even if you don't say it out loud, your brain is still speaking that over your mm-hmm. your crown, right? So as you're thinking it, the cells in your body are like, okay, let's start, let's let's download that into the DNA. Let's <laughs> let's activate that down. Let's let's send that down to corporate, right? Exactly. <laughs> and everybody starts moving around. And you know, if you do come from a similar spirit family or someone who is destined to run into your path, and they share a similar life force within themselves and that's being triggered by the creator at the same time and you happen to get stuck in traffic and you bump into each other at the coffee shop, all of that is destiny because y'all decided today, hey, I want to do this thing. And so a series of events allowed you to, quote, unquote, meet each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. 1,000% agree. 1,000% agree. But, you know, when it comes to looking at yourself internally and, you know, mm-hmm. going through the healing process and therapy and just all of the above, there are obstacles because I'm one to say, like, once one part of your life is wonderful and great, there's always some shit to happen, you know? Oh, and sure. like, how do how do we prepare ourselves for that, you know, from the obstacles, and I know that for me personally, and then I'm going to let you answer, for me personally, mm-hmm. um, internally, I'm, I, w- I wouldn't say I'm waiting for it. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say I'm waiting for the, I guess, obstacle, quote, unquote, but I will say that I know because my energy is super, super um, dope right now and, mm-hmm. and very positive, I know something <laughs> negative is coming you know, because I know something is going to try to shift me back, you mm-hmm. know, only because of life, 
you know, of the world being what the world is currently, you know, and I'm a person that you have your spirit and you also have your flesh, you mm-hmm. know, so. And it's a polar, it's polarity, right? Right, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like my flesh be wanting some shit that I'm no longer into, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, hold up, shorty, no. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We're not, we're off that now. Whereas my spirit's like, oh, Lord, like, here we go again, in a sense, type of thing. So, like, they're fighting each other, and my flesh is trying to go that way, whereas my spirit is trying to pull me back to the path that I need to be on. So when an obstacle comes, we have to really think, okay, we're going to use our spirit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We're going to still think positive, and we're going to say, okay, we have this obstacle in front of us. Let's, we're going to have to get through it. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have to find a solution for it, whereas your flesh would probably be like, oh, man, blah, 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 and be in a rage and be depressed and be sad and, you know, be all those other emotions. When you don't have to be those emotions, you knew it was coming. You know what I'm right. saying? You know the routine. You know the pattern. And we have to we have to start understanding our own patterns. And I don't think a lot of people understand their patterns either. No, that's that, real. Yeah, that's another story for another day, though. But, yeah, I don't think people understand their patterns. But we just – we have to, I guess, expect it. But that, that can also be depressing, too, you know, for someone to be like, oh, we have to expect <laughs> an obstacle. You know what I'm saying? Are you, are you kidding me? But that's life. Yeah, I think to me, too, I really sort of forcing myself to shift my perspective. Mm-hmm. And instead of expecting something bad, like, I try to look at things more like I'm I'm, I'm moved into a new house, right? You're right. So, like, if I had... Well, congratulations. I'm, I'm, no, I'm saying, like, that's... Oh. I'm, like, <laughs> I mean, I claim that, too. That's what's up. But, like, so I try to look at it like that, like... If I'm going to a new level, I'm moving into a new house, right? Mm-hmm. And I look at the obstacles returning as whether or not I'm keeping that couch. I know it has a lot of memories. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of things, you know, I've cried on that couch. I've watched my favorite rom-coms on that couch. Do I need the couch? Mm-hmm. Am I ready to get rid of it so I can get a better one? And so right. when they show up like that, it's like, this is old-ass couch. Do I want to keep it? Mm-hmm. And remind me also of all the trauma or all of the things that I know I'm ready to evolve out of from and keep it in this new place and invite that old energy back? Or am I going to torch the couch and make room for the newness that's trying to come in? Mm-hmm. So I start looking at it as like those are those are hoarding challenges. <laughs> you know, is this really negativity or is the universe saying is she for real or she not? Let me see. Right. Old couch, <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, I know it does have a lot of memories, but this is a new place. And I told myself I wasn't carrying my old weight with me. Exactly. Exactly. And that just kind of just goes back to the letting go process. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be able or willing, I should say, you have to be willing to just let things go. We out, we, we are supposed to outgrow people. Like that, that is, that is a thing. We should. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We should, you know, start to outgrow people, especially when you've already gotten everything you needed from mm-hmm. that person when it was like, you know, the healing or 
I keep using the example of Tia and Corey because they're they're more relevant in, in my mind right now. But um, when it when it comes to them, like you said, we don't know if they were healing. We don't know what type of things um, they needed. Mm-hmm. But they've grown from that, and they realize that. And a lot of people, I don't think they realize that something is done. You know what I'm saying? They're just kind of like, well, you know, I'm just going to sit here and be quiet. But mm-hmm. I don't, I don't feel like anything that I'm being challenged. You know, right. I don't feel myself growing anymore. Just like with the job, you know, people move on for their job. What's the main thing that they say when somebody quits or when a person quits? I'm not being challenged enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm no. Or I don't longer. see myself being able to advance anymore. Exactly, exactly. So how come we can do that with a job, and we're quick to do that with a job? You know, we're quick to do that with a nine to five. But we're not quick to do that with people. Hmm. How does that make sense? Right. So, I just think that we need to understand that it is okay. You know, it is okay to outgrow people, and that's why earlier, previously, I was talking about how we need to change that word love. You know, mm-hmm. we need to change the meaning of that because um, that is something that we have learned. You know, from our parents and our parents from their parents. You know, it's been a never-ending cycle. So mm-hmm. once we've unlearned certain behaviors, I feel like we will be able to walk a little better in this life, mm-hmm. you know, understand things a little bit more clearly. And like you said, communicate with each other a little bit better. So, mm-hmm. And accept the fact that there is no end mark, right? right? Like the whole purpose of the human experience is to constantly evolve. Mm-hmm. So take taking the pressure off of feeling like every generation has to figure it out perfect. We're not going to because there's no such thing. As soon as we advance one thing, there's an endless amount of room where we can still improve. Right. So like going through the motions and having the experience without the expectations or pressure of being perfect. Like you are going to wake up some days and know that you have 50 things on your to-do list and be like, yo, the way that my body is set up today. <laughs> I'm not doing nothing but eating fruit and laying in a bed. Exactly. Or I'm in the mood to take a bubble bath and drink wine and ignore and put my phone on do not disturb. Like that's okay too. It's okay to have bad mental health days. Mhm. As long as you're monitoring yourself, you're journaling, you're checking in and you're and you're creating systems or environments where you can bounce back. And exactly. say, you know what? Yesterday was rough. Let me let me unpack with myself real quick. Like, I'm not available for anything right now. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to say no because that, that's a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to have to just check in with myself right now because I need to figure out why I'm off. And then doing that allows the next generation to see, okay, I used to see mommy journal all the time. Like, she checks in and journals in her bed and she, you know, meditates and stuff. So the next generation is going to want to do that. And they're going to find an even better way to do it. And it's just going to keep going, you know, so no one's going to have it perfected, but we have to keep doing the work with the intention of knowing that we can always be better. Exactly. And again, like every, every conversation, everything that we do just comes back in full circle because that just goes back to boundaries. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It honestly just goes back to boundaries, understanding, understanding your boundaries and and realizing that it's okay to be selfless, you know. It's actually the most beautiful thing that you can be, you know. It's okay to be selfless, but I think people people mess up because they only want to be selfless. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and with that, they forget. Oh no, like you need to be selfish too. Like mm-hmm. I always try to tell people, you know, if you're coming around me, I need you to be both selfless and I need you to be selfish. You know, because I am both. You know, yeah. and I I love being both. I love that balance because I'm quick to say no. Hell no. Nah. Look, look, what's that? What's that little me and be like? Uh, uh-uh, find somebody else to do it. That's me. <laughs> no, for real. It's <laughs> me. Find somebody. Yeah, that's how. I'm, that's why I'm like low key. Like cause we were just talking about the ego, and you know, obviously we don't want to be in connections that are just based off our ego. However, I do feel like going back to the whole polarity thing and the balance. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those kill the ego people because your ego can also save your life. Like. I think you have to find the balance between being about I and self and being about the collective. Like, mm-hmm. cause sometimes the collective is encouraging you to do something that you know your spirit is not right. So your ego going to activate, like, first of all, I'm not doing that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Y'all can look silly over there. Right. I'm going to be over here eating my ice cream. And then, you know, but also there's going to be moments where it's like, you know, I, I really want to ball out right now and just throw money in a club. But <laughs> I think I'm going to be a little bit more responsible this weekend and go to this community event and support these black businesses. Like, exactly. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, finding that balance. Yeah, but I feel like finding the black balance can be a little difficult, too, again, if you're not connected with yourself. Exactly. You're not connected with yourself in that sense, or you're not even trying to heal or heal certain parts of you, that will allow you to be balanced. Mm-hmm. So, Or you haven't even recognized your des- desensitization to yourself. Because mm-hmm. that's a whole other thing, too. We, we live in a culture that we're so desensitized to other people. How can we even, how do we even know how to be, be sensitive to our own emotions? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, we, we are like, oh, a heartbreak. Oh, you'll be all right. You'll bounce back. Oh, I'm outside. Right. I'm outside. Like, Okay, <laughs> but you're not even giving yourself the opportunity to be okay with the fact that you're hurting. Like, yeah, yeah, you just outside trying to flex for the internet and make it seem like you're not hurt. But in turn, we can all see that you hurt, and you just lying to yourself. Exactly. <laughs> it does not do nothing, nothing for us, but it's just tearing you all the way up. Right. He said. But by all means, be outside. Exactly. But by all means, but that's um, that's honestly why I'm so willing or wanting to speak with men, you know, Mm -hmm. because I feel like as society, we have come to terms where it's just like, oh, men aren't able to express their emotions, you know, or they shouldn't express their emotions, you know, like they should, you know, the leaders and the providers and, you know, they don't need to be crying and stuff like that. But I use the example, um, a couple of conversations ago when I had like two other interviews, I was using this this example of when a little girl is on a bicycle and she falls, everybody and their mama runs to her. You know, everybody and their mama is like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? What's wrong? You know, and they console her and they make sure that, you know, she's fine. But when a little mm-hmm. boy falls on his bike, <clears throat> it's a, oh, you're going to be all right. You know, get up, try again. <laughs> No, for real, and that's why I'm so intentional, too, about how I love on my son because I've seen that even with different generations within the family because we've been, like, as a culture, conditioned to be desensitized to certain things, right? right? 
So for a long period of time, and I'm still like this, like, I'm very, very anti-whooping. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't think it's necessary to be whooping someone's ass with a belt because they did something wrong. I think it teaches you should be punished for every mistake. Mm-hmm. And also that it's okay to hurt other people when you're mad. And especially, like, with having a boy and stuff like that, there's a lot of times where, to me, I feel like I'm the first, I'm his first experience at a relationship. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm his mom, I'm teaching him how to love and accept love. So how I decide to treat him when he's scared, vulnerable, confused, embarrassed, is going to affect how he moves when he's older, whether he realizes it or not. So with him, it's like when he was young and he would get, he would have these moments where he would like, you know, they get, they get wound up and stuff as kids. Like mm-hmm. everybody was a kid at once. Like that's why I don't understand why people would Exactly. People forget that. How do you forget know that? what that feels like. <laughs> you know how it feels to have mad energy bouncing from the top of your head to the bottom of your toes. Exactly. Everybody being like, yo, calm down. So. And my grand, my grandparents, they always talk about it. They're like, oh, I, you know, I give you credit. You're so patient. And I just be like, yeah. <laughs> but there was times where it would be like, no, he needs to, you know, the older generation, like, no, you need to dig in that ass. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, but ironically, he became so much more emotionally intelligent because I would just have a conversation. Like, hey, how about we take a deep breath and calm down and you tell me what's going on? Instead right. of, oh, I'm going to escalate the situation. You wild up, now I'm going to scream, and I'm going to pop you inside your head, and it creates confusion and chaos in a space that's supposed to feel safe. Mm-hmm. So now he's learning, okay, so in a in an environment where there's already chaos going on, I should create more violence, and that's not what it should be. It should be. The first thing that I need to do is defuse, check in and feel my own emotions, and then try to be escalated in the situation. And then he will become an intelli- emotionally intelligent partner. Because then he'll have a girlfriend who might be having that, who didn't grow up with that. Mm-hmm. He can walk her through her emotions and say, hey, all right, babe, let's just breathe and calm down and talk to me. What's going on? Versus, yo, you wild. You tripping. Calm down. da 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 and I think that perpetuates the cycle from mm-hmm. parent to child to child to adulthood to adult to adult relationships. It's like, yo, I don't know how to communicate, so I'm frustrated. You're frustrated now. I'm frustrated because I don't like how you're talking to me. Instead, exactly. oh, you're going through something. Let me be a supporter. Exactly. Exactly. But, um, again, when people talk about gentle parenting these days, especially older generations, they're like, oh, here, go, here goes these kids, you know, gentle parenting, blah, blah, blah. My parents say it all the time, you know. Um, no, you need to whoop them kids, blah, blah. And I, I even try to speak with my parents and, like, we don't need to whoop children every single time that they do something wrong. No, like, it's not necessary. It, right, it's not necessary at all. And um, I even spoke to my dad about certain things, and I was just like, certain things that you and mom did were totally wrong, you know, and there are things that I will never do, you know, because it, it gave me anger, you know, I was a very angry child, 
You know, yes, you, so, you flashed back like, yo, I was mad because I really was hurting low-key and I just needed you. Exactly. Or I just made a simple mistake and now I'm even more mad because I'm getting my ass whooped for being a kid. Exactly, exactly. So it's just, <laughs> I don't want my child or really any child to grow up with that, with, with that anger, you know, because that tears you up. You know, it tears you up inside, and people wonder why everybody needs therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, but you know what? That, uh, we're doing the same cycle. I also hate to be that person, but a lot of it can turn around and be traced back to cultural conditioning. And yeah, for sure. If we can go there. Let's go there. White supremacy. Because mm. let's talk about why we're even angry. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's talk about why we're even angry. Why we're why we're swing, Why are we beating the kids ass for being a kid? Because I have four to five to six to seven hundred years worth of DNA that tells me that my kids need to shut their asses up before master come back in here and tell mm-hmm. me that I'm not doing something wrong in my doing something right in my house. Or mm-hmm. be quiet. I've already had a stressful day. I'm carrying so much tension and pain from having to work multiple jobs, work in the mill, work this. Or mm-hmm. these dogs did not have adequate opportunities. You got the nerve to be in here complaining because all we got is bologna sandwiches. Like, mm-hmm. it's so much to unpack that it's like you, as a as a melanated millennial, however you identify, if you're listening to this, no one else can do the work. It is literally our responsibility. If we want to shift the future in the right direction, there's no reason why you're not talking to a therapist. I don't care if you've never experienced any pain in your life. Then you could be an advocate for somebody else who has. Exactly. Period. Period. <laughs> you feel me? Yo, honestly, like, I don't even really have to add anything else because you, <laughs> you said you said everything. You said everything. And it kind of sucks that we are we are the ones who are kind of teaching our parents. You know, mm-hmm. and um, and hopefully, when they see the change in us and the and the healing that we're doing and um, how it's actually helping us and benefiting us and our lifestyles, hopefully that will start trickling down and they'll start to understand. Oh, this does work. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I I apologize. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. You know, and it um. For the next generation, hopefully it will help the kids that are growing up because right now, like you said, everything is still a little chaotic. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody is still trying to unlearn all of these traditions and, you know, culture setbacks that we've had. Like, people are still trying to learn, unlearn a lot. So I'm just hoping and praying that things change, you know, and... <laughs> That's one reason why I started this platform, so that we can have conversations like this, so that the next person that listens and our next, you know, family member or whomever listens to this, they're like, oh, damn, that's facts. Hold on. Let, let, me, let me start sharing this, you know, because this is real, or maybe I never thought about that, or I didn't think about it that way. Like, these are definitely conversations and important conversations for us to exceed while black, you know, mm-hmm. like these are serious conversations. And I know I was talking to someone, um, I was doing their pre-interview, and I was talking about therapy with somebody. I can't remember who it was. But regardless, 
uh, we were talking about therapy, and they said, they were like, yeah, well, you know, everybody, everybody needs therapy, you know, not just black people. And I stopped them. I said, oh, no, 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 no. My, my platform, I'm focused on my black community. Really? I said, yes, you're, 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 completely, you're completely correct. Everybody needs therapy. Yes, yes, yes. But um, on, this, on this podcast, on my platform, mm-hmm. I'm speaking directly to black women and black men, black little boys, black little girls. So I'm going to need you to correct that before we do a real interview. You know, because and it's not to it's not to be mean or be harsh to all the other you know races out there, but it's to say I'm a black woman, you know, and I'm I want to take space for my people in a world that tells us that we're not we're not safe anywhere. Exactly, exactly. So it's like I get how everybody wants to include everyone because it's like oh I don't want to deem that we're leaving anybody out. Why not? They leave us out. Why not? How come we can't have something that's completely a hundred percent for us? How come we can't have that? What's wrong with me saying I don't want to speak on no other race? This, this is this this is what I want to speak on. The title is within itself, exceeding while black. I didn't say exceeding while people. I said exceeding while black. Exceeding while human. Right. I didn't. I didn't say that. You know what I'm saying? So I have to sometimes correct people because I want my platform, this space, these conversations to mm-hmm. be for us because we need it. We need it. And I don't care what nobody says. Yeah, it could be for everybody, but this platform for for just us, you know, just us, just the niggas. <laughs> for real. <laughs> well, I'm all with that. So... No, go ahead. I was just going to say because liberation happens for for collective culture cultural groups when the focus is that group and their experience and that trauma. You can't. That's like somebody coming in and negating your experience. Exactly. Like, oh, this is what I've been through. Okay, well, I was I was captain of the Marines and I figured it out. And it's like we're not talking about that. Exactly. We're talking about our experience. We're talking about our trauma. We're talking about our unique. And to be real, we're talking about melanated beings and how we hold trauma different. Because mm-hmm. everyone is not created equal. My melanin is storing this up. Mm-hmm. And I'm passing it down to every generation that I do not seek healing and help. Exactly. Exactly. And no other group can understand that because not only are we in the same, we're not in the same communities, we're not in the same schools. We're not in the same economic boat. We're not in the same uh, religious boat in the sense of even knowing what that looks like for us. There were mm-hmm. so many things that were stripped from our identity. So there's so there are so many things that we need to return home to that there's no way this can be a conversation for everyone. Exactly. Exactly. Point blank. Period. Okay. This- so if you don't like it, you're not a real ally. <laughs> nah, for real. Okay, <laughs> take that little T-shirt that you got at the Trader Joe's off because you were trying to be trendy. <laughs> take that little bumper sticker off your car and be and be real and be real with yourself and know that you just want to be included to to flex your savior complex. Exactly. 
exactly, because I'm not. I'll step on anybody neck that I need to, because I'm not. I'm not letting up. I'm sorry. I can't. No can do. Not and don't. Me. And this is beautiful. What you're doing with the podcast is necessary. And continue to to do this work and have these conversations because look, we're the future is happening now and every moment and every second that passes. Exactly. The present moment is the all, all that we can do is continue to be true to, to what we feel called to do and continue to align with those places and be true to ourselves and check in with ourselves. And make sure that we're good so that we can make those healthy decisions to create those healthy communities and have those healthy relationships. Right. So I'm going to keep doing that. And um, before I let you go, I want to speak um, just a little bit more about Nubian Magazine, Nubian Impulse Magazine. Because you corrected me in a in such a respectful way earlier. You know, I said Nubian Magazine. You said Nubian Impulse <laughs> Magazine. Oh yeah, I, I mean, that was, that was fun. <laughs> I thought it. I thought, okay, okay, okay. Let me not forget the impulse this time, <laughs> you know. But um, so what? What else can we, you know, look for when it comes to the magazine? What else are you working on? Um, without giving away too much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Without giving away. So too we much. um. So we actually recently implemented an online store. I mean, it's not very recent, but um, within the last year. We have an mm-hmm. online store now, so we offer um, Afro-Urban apparel, art and decor, um, cultural pillows, mugs, different things for your house. We also recently introduced health and beauty products. Because mm. um, a big thing for me right now is, like, if, even if you're not, okay, say you're not on the therapy thing and you just, you're a big dog out here, like, whatever. Congrats, congrats to you. <laughs> um, I still think health in general is important and, like, what we put in our bodies and what we're putting on our bodies. And a lot of people don't pay enough attention to that. We're just like, whatever, this is a product. So I wanted to make sure I had a section on there because we're introducing more wellness articles, um, selling healthier toothpaste, deodorant alternatives that don't make you smell like you've been living out in the back of Tarzan's tent. <laughs> you know, it still smells good and it, you know, without the chemicals and harsh things and things like that. And um um I will say that in the near future you might see a print at a at a salon or a, a venue near you. Ooh, <laughs> you might see a print. This oh, makes you you're the first person I'm telling this to uh, besides my best friend. Oh, I feel special. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you might, 2023, you might see some print, maybe in Pulse magazines and print. That Definitely is beautiful. Congratulations to you. Pittsburgh and New York specifically. Yes. Well, I'm going to have to go to Pittsburgh or New York and give me a magazine. No, I, I said Atlanta, too. We're going to have some in Atlanta, too. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Exclusive. Okay. If you know, you know. You know, you. I'll probably send you one, just, you know, but they're not going to be everywhere going to be a limited edition oh yes Uh, i'm excited i'm excited for you for real that's huge that is huge and i'm so i feel so special that you said it to me oh well this is actually the first like podcast interviews i've done like in like seven years oh wow i haven't done any type of interview in like a long time i've been i've been 
I've just been in my hermit mode, like really just trying to just allow myself to just be and flow. Yeah. And not feel like, oh, I got to constantly be. But I do feel that season approaching. I feel this is my rest period. Mm-hmm. And, and the season approaching is we about to be in our bed, so you better store up energy now because once that inspiration hits, I feel like I'm going to want to do a bunch of stuff. So Yeah. I appreciate you breaking my interview, Cherry, again. <laughs> of course. And I was just about to say that, too. I thought, ooh, I bought the cherry. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, it's um, been years. But I really appreciate the opportunity. Of course. Of course. I um, I knew when – and it's funny. I'm, I promise I'm going to let you go. I promise. But <laughs> um, it's funny because when I first met you, and, y'all, I met her at – a party. I don't know why I was about to say the subway, child. But (laughs) I met her at a party, and when you first walked up to me, or sat next to me, I should say, um, when you sat next to me, I was like, who is she? You know, but it wasn't like a who is she. It was like a who is she because I feel energy, and I feel Mm -hmm. it very strongly, you know. So, like, when you sat next to me, immediately I was like, who are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, where did you come from? <laughs> and then when you spoke to me, and it was just very organic, you know? It was just very organic. So when Haji, shout out to Haji, when Haji came over, it was just like, kind of like seeing if we were good. Like, I don't know, like that that little defensiveness in me just was just like, we are straight. Like, why you come over here? We're good. <laughs> We're two people talking. I don't know. I just love your energy and the fact that you are a writer on top of everything else that I was already feeling. I say, oh, yeah, I'm going to need her to come on over here and let's just have a conversation. You know, let's just talk about it. Let's just unpack everything that I've been wanting to discuss on my platform because I love speaking with people who are in tune with themselves, who aren't just talking out the side of their neck, for one, because there's a lot of people who just basically say another person's opinion, if you get my drift. So oh, it's just, for real. I, you know, yeah. so I, I, I tweeted something like that a while ago, like being able to speak on your own on your own terms without regurgitating someone else's opinion. Exactly. Because exactly. people really be sounding like many of out here. And I'm like, exactly. you, you heard that on the news thing. <laughs> You heard that on the news because you're using the same terms. Exactly. That was some article you just read, huh? Like, stop it. But I just love the fact that you were very opinionated, you know, um, and the fact that you just had you had your own mind, you know, and the way you presented yourself and carried yourself, I, I loved it, you know. And so I'm like, yeah, you know, we, we, we got we to gotta talk. You know, you got to come on my podcast. So I'm I'm thankful and I'm happy that you said yes and that you were willing. Yes, I appreciate the opportunity. And I look forward to future collaborations and, and, and featuring different things that you do on our platform as well. I think this is the beginning of a very beautiful connection for sure. Yes, I agree. I agree. Well, I said I was going to let you go. And I'm Mark gonna... our words, y'all. We're going to be multi-billionaires hey. at least three to five years from now, okay? So so save this 10 minutes because we're going to go ahead and speak that now. 
okay? Speaking <laughs> it, it. Multi-billionaires, multimedia companies for sure. taking flights. I'm trying to <laughs> tell you, yes. And I, girl, you, you about to make me pour out a secret. You about to make me pour out a secret. <laughs> I can't do it yet. I can't do it yet. But something is coming real, 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 real motherfucking soon. So thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Sahar, for sharing your gems, for allowing us to understand what Nubian Magazine is all about. Um, I really appreciate you, and I thank you, and I hope you guys found something incredible or a gem or something that maybe you didn't even really know. Um, But yeah, y'all, continue exceeding while black. I love you guys. Peace and love. I'm out.